want to talk to you today about something that we've been going over in Breaking Bread recently. We've been going through the Love Series. And the Love Series is something that's been out there for a while. And this is the third time I've gone through it. I want to encourage you to, I'll show you the book here. This is the Bound book. I want to encourage you to, to go ahead and get this book and study it. What we do is we write beside in a, in a separate binder notes on the chapter as we go through, and it helps us to go back. There are several different chapters in there, so you want to avail yourself of all of them. But very good study. Highly encouraged that you do that. So it's brought me to this subject today, the laying on of hands. And I'm seeing it in a different light in that there's an overall principle that God is giving us and teaching us through the laying on of hands. We can find this in Hebrews 6. We find all the doctrines laid out. Laying on of hands is a doctrine and a teaching of the church of God. So let's go there and take a look at it. We'll, we'll read that section. It says in Hebrews 6, verse 1, Therefore, advancing beyond the beginning principles, the doctrines of Christ, we should go on to perfection. Go on unto perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith in God, of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands, and the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. So here we find laying on of hands listed as a doctrine, and doctrines are teachings of the Church of God, doctrines of Christ. So what is the laying on of hands specifically? It tells us what that it's located there in Hebrews 6, but it doesn't tell us what it is. It doesn't tell us the principles behind or the thinking of God's mind behind laying on of hands. And that's what I want to talk about today. Laying on of hands doctrine, if to understand it or to, to get a paragraph description, let's go to Appendix M in the faithful version. I think Appendix M is probably one of the most used helps very, very helpful section for all of us. That's why the faithful version is a valuable Bible. It's the truth, and it's written from the original, but it also has these helps in it. Appendix M17, and it says that it's the beliefs and doctrines of the New Testament church, the true teachings and doctrines of Jesus Christ and his apostles as revealed in the Bible. But let's take a look at 17, laying on of hands. The laying on of hands is a special act. I want to focus on that. It's a special act performed by ordained elders in the churches of God while ask, asking God, Father, in prayer to confer a spiritual gift or blessing upon someone. The laying on of hands is required for these different things. Receiving of the God's Holy Spirit through water baptism, for anointing the sick, oil for healing, for ordination of those selected for spiritual or physical service to the church, for blessing little children, for a special blessing during a marriage ceremony, and for other special blessings. Other special blessings. I hadn't noticed that before. We'll go over one of them. So here are all these needs and things that need to be taken care of by the church and that we all need. And God wants us to go through. These are doctrines. One of them, uh, the laying on of hands is one of the doctrines. So what? why did God give us this doctrine? Why did he give us the doctrine of laying on of hands? Have you ever thought that? 
When I was younger, I used to say, boy, that looks strange, putting hands on someone. Why are they doing that? The doctrine of laying on of hands, again, is called a special act. He's teaching us something through this. Of course, there are physical things we know we need, and then there's a spiritual lesson for it. Could God accomplish this in a different way? Could he do it without having the physical touch, the physical laying on of hands? Yes, it's possible. For example, in Revelation 7, 3 and 4, he sends the angel out to the 144,000 at the end time, and he seals them. He seals them. It doesn't mention laying on of hands. So they have the Holy Spirit given to them. Anointing sick with oil for healing. The centurion goes to Christ and he asks for healing for his servant. And Christ says, okay, you know, I'll come and heal him. He says, no, you don't have to. Just say the word. And so he was amazed. Christ was amazed at the faith. But from that moment, it says he was healed from that same hour without the laying on the pants. So it is possible to do that. And it could be done. But there's a reason why God gives us this physical interaction, this physical touch. And it conveys a, a, a message to us. Teach us something in addition. This is a physical act again that communicates something that has a spiritual counterpart or a meaning or a spiritual lesson for us. It's a relationship builder. Now think about that. Laying on of hands is a relationship builder. A relationship builder between one another and between us and God. Touch, of course, is instrumental in the laying on of hands, obviously. So I want to talk to you again about this principle, the principle of laying on the pans of touch and what it conveys to us and what it teaches us. And again, touch is essential. So we communicate through touch, don't we? God, our creator, gave us the ability to feel and have receptors in our fingers and hands and have skin that, that holds those nerve endings. And through the five senses, sight, hearing, taste, smell, and touch, communicate. We receive information. And God then, through this, communicates his love to us and our love back to him, but also to one another. It's interesting that the number five is in five fingers. We have five fingers on one hand. Five fingers on the other. Five is the number of grace and God's love. And then God is communicating his love through touch, isn't he? Again, he's given us the ability to feel hurt, pain, emotion, love, joy, happiness. And to take in information through the senses and through touch. That's why laying on of hands is so important. It's a teaching. It's a doctrine teaches us this. Those nerve endings are located in the skin, which is the largest organ in the body. And again, it wasn't by you know evolution that this happened, but God has a, has a purpose for that. And then he also has a purpose for the doctrines that he gives us. In Isaiah 41, there's much about touch. There's several scriptures on God's hand 
in our lives. One of them I just want to read to you, Isaiah 41.10. This says, do not fear. Fear takes away love, doesn't it? Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. God's right hand is going to uphold us. And he says he'll never forsake us and never leave us. So he wants us to know that he loves us. He made us and he teaches us through, again, through touch. And it's essential, essential in humans. There are a couple articles I want to refer you to, read to you. One says, can babies die from a lack of touch? Can babies die? Can people die from a lack of touch? Touch is essential for human survival. Babies who are deprived of touch fail to thrive, lose weight, and even die. Babies and young children who do not get touched also have lower levels of growth hormone. So lack of touch can actually stunt a child's growth. When we interact with one another, you you see people hugging. We hug. We shake hands. Pat on the back. We hold hands. We communicate through that touch. Communicate acceptance, right? Belonging, affection, family, and love. All are communicated through touch both physically and spiritually. And that's why laying on of hands is so important. Another article says, what does lack of affection do to you? We don't have touch in our lives. They coined a phrase called skin hunger, skin hunger. Feeling deprived of meaningful human contact can be referred to as skin hunger. This happens in adults. People with skin hunger who are affection-deprived are more likely to experience depression, stress, loneliness, and health problems. That's why it's so important as we're scattered, learn to come together, even even if it's in a, a cyber room or online, as we're doing here today. Come together, you know, send a card, send an email, talk if you can, on the phone, and get together as often as you can. It's very important. Touch actually increases and facilitates the level of oxytocin in humans. And this is something that increases the feeling of well-being, increases health and happiness and acceptance, belonging and love. That's what happens when we touch. Shows us that we're again appreciated and accepted and belong. Very important in a family environment. And we are family and we are spiritual, the spiritual church. We are the church, God's body. These go together to communicate love. These things go together to communicate love to God and back to man, laying on of hands. Anointing with oil, which is imparts the earnest down payment of God's character and his love to us. And prayer, which communicates from us 
back to him. Bible study is him talking to us, but also he, he communicates to us through touch. Building a relationship with God through prayer and through these things. Now, Jesus uses touch several times. And there's some occasions where he does, he accomplishes something without touch, but he uses overall touch for our example. And for example, in healing, we'd already talked about the two where he didn't, the centurion and Simon's mother-in-law. But in Mark 1, 40, 40 through 42, Mark 1, Jesus heals the leper. And it's interesting how it tells us a lot about laying on the pans here. And a leper came to him, beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you will, you have the power to cleanse me. Then Jesus, being moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I, I will be cleansed. And as soon as he had spoken, the leprosy immediately departed from him and he was cleansed. He stretched out his hand and he touched him. He was showing him acceptance, wasn't he? He was showing him compassion and love. And he reached out and touched him and healed him. Leper, leper had not seen that in Israel. Leprosy was a, a disease that people stayed away from. They were segregated. They were put off to the side. But in love, he healed the leper and made him whole. He was manifesting that love to him through touch, the physical act. Of course, he gave him forgiveness and mercy and, and compassion and all of that. Of course, but through that touch, that leper, his life was changed. And here's an example of Jesus healing many with touch and with the laying on of hands. In Luke 4.40, Luke 4.40 gives us a statement. Now the sun was going down, and all those who had sick persons with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on each one of them and healed them. That must have been a lot. It must have been a lot there a long time. The sun was going down, and he was healing and healing and healing, laying his hands on, setting an example of touch, of compassion, and all the things we that we benefit from touch. Again, these remember the special blessing that it said that talked about in Hebrews six. Reassurance is a special blessing, isn't it? Laying on of hands gives us the blessing of reassurance. He gives us reassurance that that if we are in the Father's hands, no one can take us out of his loving care. In John 10, 27 through 29, Jesus uses the analogy of the sheep, and he's the shepherd. Develops that quite a bit. In 27, Luke 10, verse 27, he says, My sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish forever. And no one shall take them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. And no one shall have the power to seize them from my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. See this love communication, the fact that 
we're in his hands and we don't have to worry about anything and that no one can take us from him. That's reassurance. Very important blessing. Now, another blessing is the blessing of little children. Jesus lays his hands on the little children who come to him to bless them. To show that he cared for them, they were special and that they were special and no place that they're sanctified and would be protected. He talks about an angel. They have an angel that, that is before the father, each one. Mark 10, verse 16. Mark 10, verse 16, we'll start in 13. He reads, then they brought little children to him so that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. And after seeing it, Jesus was indignant. And he said to them, allow the little children to come to me and do not forbid them, for such is the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever shall not receive the kingdom of God like a little child shall in no way enter into it. And he took them up in his arms and he laid his hands on them and blessed them. And in Matthew 19, he says he laid his hands on them and prayed for them. Laying his hands on them. I hear prayer and laying on of hands goes together, but he's showing them touch and hugging them and holding them and communicating to the Father that love, but loving them as well. Very important, human, very essential for human love. Communicating to God our love through prayer communicating back his love through the laying on of hands. What about baptism? Baptism, laying on of hands in the Holy Spirit. Acts 8, 14 through 17. Now when the apostles who were in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet, it had fallen upon none of them. They only had been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. So we see this very essential, very important, the laying on of hands to receive the Holy Spirit. And, you know, what happens, that is our earnest down payment. And, again, Acts 2.38 talks about repentance and we, we recognize that we need that, and God is drawing us and calling us. And then we are baptized. We go under the water, come up a new person, receive the Holy Spirit through the laying on of hands, and then the work begins. Another special act, one that we probably don't think about, but remember the special blessings it talks about through touch, through the laying on of hands. The example of Christ to the church and the subsequent command for us to do this every year throughout the year it's foot washing isn't it in john 13 14 through 16 you know when you add foot washing or touching the feet and washing them in an attitude of service and humility for one another the doctrine of laying on of hands has a different perspective it comes to light touch shows love and gives additional weight to the laying on of hands, doesn't it? I mean, we're, we all do that. We all touch. We have to touch the feet to watch them. Okay, he says, 
in 13, 14 through 16, John 13, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet. Touch. Therefore, if I, the Lord, and your te- and the teacher have washed your feet, you also are duty-bound to wash one another's feet. I have given you an example to show you you also should do exactly as I have done for you. Truly, truly, I tell you, and here's the lesson of foot washing, a servant is not greater than his Lord, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Remember it talked about going on to perfection in Hebrews 6? Going on to perfection. Become you therefore perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. We are learning from the example of Christ, his touch, that we love one another and that God loves us and that we are to love him. That's what he wants. He just wants us to love him. We're striving to become like Christ who came to be a servant and to show us an example of service to our fellow man. And that's what the doctrine of laying on of hands points us to, the right example. James 5, 13 through 14. One more here. James 5, 13 through 14. Is anyone suffering hardship among you? Let him pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing. Anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him. And anoint him, laying on of hands, loyal in the name of the Lord. Right. Again, laying on of hands. But look what he does here. He chooses to administer the doctrine of love through a physical representative. That conduit back to him and back and to the brethren. Man. From man to God, God to man. That's what he chose. To show he loves us and that we are to love him as his children and his sons and daughters. This is how he chose to administer that love and the doctrine of laying out of hands. By loving one, that's why Christ talked so much about loving one another. And he uses the family metaphor. All these things that we do, again, are relational. And he uses man through the ministry, these special acts, the physical representation. We are, those ministers are accountable and responsible, and how? By loving sincerely from the heart, being sincere and loving, being available without complaint, but truly desiring to serve, giving and being there to pull alongside, that's what periclesis means, pull alongside in times of need and at other times as well, being compassionate, truly compassionate, sympathetic and empathetic, comforting, And who does the actual laying on of hands? Taking those requests seriously and the responsibility soberly and conscientiously in God. Paul tells Titus, in all things, you yourself set an example of good works in doctrine, uncorrupted, seriously minded, and sincere. Peter says in 1 Peter 1, having purified your lives by obedience to the truth, unto sincere or unfeigned brotherly love through the Spirit, love one another fervently with a pure heart. He wants us to know that he loves us, and he wants us to grow in that love for him and for others. 
The doctrine of laying on of hands is a vehicle in which he teaches us that. For our eyes and ears are open. He does it through touch. The doctrine of laying on of hands allows us to become perfect, grow in grace and knowledge. New commandment I give unto you, that you love one another the same way I have loved you. That is how you are to love one another. By this shall all men know that you're my disciple, if you love one another. And in Colossians 1, Paul tells us, God inspires Paul to write this. 1, 12 through 17. We'll read it real quickly. Put on then as the elect of God, we're called and chosen elect, holy people, special through the blood of Christ, holy and beloved. Put on holy and beloved, deep inner affection, kindness, humility, meekness, and long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so also you should forgive. And above all things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, going on to perfection. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, which you were called into one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. In everything, whatever you do, in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks God and the Father by him. You know, this, the church needs these, has certain needs, and there are special acts that we need to do. We do that God has assigned that to be done through the ministry and one another, the foot washing, the touch, the hugs, the shaking hand, the acceptance showing that we belong. We're all one body, and that body is to be fitly joined together. So the doctrine of the laying on of hands teaches us God's love. He says in Jeremiah 31, 3, The Lord has appeared unto me afar, saying, Yea, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. He loved us first, didn't he? And we are the children of God. So he wants us to grow in that. And he gives us the laying on of hands doctrine to teach us how to do that. So today, I know I didn't have time to go into it a lot, but I wanted to cover that one. Since we're going through the love series, I wanted to go cover that principle, the overall principle of laying on of hands. I hope we see it and can apply it and learn to love God more deeply, agape love, and that we grow together as a church in love.